Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, June 22nd. Everything we describe today, the relentless, destructive pressure campaign on state and local officials was all based on a lie. The fourth public hearing of the January 6th Select Committee is now in the history books. And we are seeing a committee that is dealing with a rise in violent threats and staffing shakeups. The violence at the heart of the January 6th insurrection is very much part of the overall investigation that the committee is engaged in. As Vice Chair Liz Cheney has long said, she believes that Donald Trump incited the mob, this violent mob. He assembled it and he unleashed it onto the Capitol. That was political violence on a specific day. But the political violence that exists in our system, in our society today, is not abating. And there is no doubt that folks on this committee, like Liz Cheney, believe that Donald Trump's continued telling of the lies about the 2020 election contributes to that. Here was Vice Chair Liz Cheney on Tuesday. The point is this. Donald Trump did not care about the threats of violence. He did not condemn them. He made no effort to stop them. He went forward with his fake allegations anyway. Don't be distracted by politics. This is serious. We cannot let America become a nation of conspiracy theories and thug violence. But as I said, this violence is not just a thing of the past, not just the searing accounts that we heard from some of the witnesses of the kind of intimidation and threats of violence and disruption to their feeling of safety and security in their everyday lives, though that clearly was part of the narrative the committee put forth yesterday. But it's also unfolding in real time against members of this committee. The Washington Post reports today that all lawmakers on the committee are likely to receive a security detail because of this uptick in the number of violent threats against them. And that's just in the past 24 hours. CNN is reporting that January 6th committee members are targets of violent rhetoric on right-wing social media platforms like Trump's Truth Social and on 4chan. That's according to a new analysis shared with CNN by the group Advanced Democracy a nonprofit that conducts public interest investigations. Neither platform responded to CNN requests for comment. At Tuesday's hearing, we heard stories from the likes of Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, his deputy Gabe Sterling, and the Arizona House of Representatives Speaker Rusty Bowers, all of whom experienced or oversaw a staff that was experiencing these kinds of violent threats. You probably all remember that famous December 1st press conference that Gabe Sterling held where he pleaded with the president to stop telling the lie about the election, that it was fraudulent or somehow that he didn't lose or that it was rigged because he prophetically said somebody is going to get hurt here. Perhaps the most moving accounts in Tuesday's hearing came from the Fulton County election worker in Georgia, Wandrea Shea Moss. Her mother, Ruby Freeman, is also an election worker for Fulton County. Here's what Moss testified on Tuesday before the committee. I don't want to go anywhere. I second guess everything that I do. Um, it's affecting my life in a, in a major way, in every way. All because of lies for me doing my job. 
And as a bit of an aside to the committee's direct investigation, but still related to the committee's work, we are learning today that the top staff member on the committee, John Wood, he's one of the top investigators on the January 6th committee, he's announced he's leaving his position on the committee this week. You may recall you saw him actually partaking in some of the questioning of Judge Ludig when he was testifying last week about the counsel he was providing then-Vice President Pence's team. Well, why is he leaving his job as the top investigator? Because he is being recruited by some heavy hitters in Missouri into the Missouri Senate race. It's not clear he's going to enter the race, but he is clearly considering making a run for Senate because there's a concern among some Republicans that Eric Reitens, the former governor in Missouri, is rising in the polls. He may yet get Trump's endorsement and he may emerge as the Republican nominee, something that concerns Republicans because... Greitens has a really, really controversial past, and it's not just the past anymore. You may have seen the controversial web video he put out this week where he is literally targeting what he calls rhinos, Republicans in name only. He is rhino hunting with guns. I'm Eric Greitens, Navy SEAL, and today we're going rhino hunting. Join the MAGA crew, get a rhino hunting permit. There's no bagging limit, no tagging limit, and it doesn't expire until we save our country. He has dismissed this as a joke, and he thinks everybody in Missouri sort of knows he wasn't really trying to kill Republican officeholders with whom he disagrees or doesn't think is sufficiently conservative. No real denunciation of this video from the likes of President Trump, a leader inside the Republican Party, of course. And what you do have now is Republicans like the former Senator John Danforth, who is not at all part of the Trump MAGA wing of the party, trying to get John Wood into this race to provide some alternative just in case Greitens is the nominee. One other intriguing thread that came out of Tuesday's hearing. Two members of Congress were mentioned in the presentations on Tuesday. One, Andy Biggs of Arizona, who reportedly, and Bowers confirmed it, called Rusty Bowers the morning of January 6th, asking him to support decertifying the state's electors for Biden. Bowers, of course, refused to do that. The other member was Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. And according to text messages obtained by the committee, a Johnson aide asked a Pence aide about how Johnson could give Pence the fake elector slates, the fake Trump elector slates from Michigan and Wisconsin. The Pence aide replied in this text exchange, quote, do not give that to him. This led to my colleague Manu Raju catching up with Ron Johnson yesterday to ask him about it. So Why did you even offer it without vetting it? We got handed an envelope that was supposed to go to the vice president. I didn't know. So we called, we called out the vice president. He didn't want it. We didn't deliver it. It's not a story, guys. It's such a non-story. Are, are you going to ask your aides about who this person was? Have you asked We, 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 we did. No, literally don't. It was a staff to staff. Somebody from the house, some staff intern, you know, said, we got to, you know, the vice president needs this or whatever. You know, I, and I wasn't involved. I don't know what they said. Chairman Benny Thompson says the committee has not yet decided whether to call Senator Johnson to testify. One other key detail about the January 6th committee's work that we've just learned today, this is going to go on into July, folks. The committee has another hearing set for tomorrow, 
at 3 p.m. Eastern, focusing on the efforts by President Trump to get his Department of Justice involved in his scheme to try and overturn this legitimate election. But then the committee is going to take a break and Congress is going to be out for the July 4th recess. So these hearings will clearly continue at least into the middle of July. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.